Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, one of the more popular podcasts on the Ramsey Networks, is my co-host today. He's the author of the number one best-selling book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and the soon-to-be number one best-selling book that is in pre-sale right now, Building a Non-Anxious Life. Uh, we put this out on pre-sale a couple of weeks ago. It is breaking all kinds of internal records, meaning a whole bunch of you want to build a non anxious life and that is a good thing the book actually comes out october the third and uh we will let you buy it now for twenty dollars and we'll give you seventy five dollars worth of extra stuff including a talk instant access to his newest talk smoke fire and freedom that he did at one of our events uh, we're going to send that out to you it'll break down a lot of the lies about anxiety and help you begin to fight it uh, so that's $75 worth of free stuff and the book for all for 20 bucks. In other words, we're bribing you to buy it early uh, because it helps John. It helps us with the uh, marketing and the bestseller lists and all that kind of stuff. If you buy it in the pre-sale time, thank you. It's If you want to be of help to us, you can do that. Thank you. And you're going to get a lot of good stuff when you do it. It's fun. And it's selling like crazy, John. Yeah, it's Thanks. a good time. It's it a good time. Very good stuff. Let's talk about building a non-anxious life for a second. We need to. <laughs> we need to. Yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, I was just, it's bad out there. It's ugly out there. Yeah, it's. Um, you and I were recently um, on another podcast together, and we we talked about. We always knew that one guy who had a nervous breakdown back in the day. Yeah. Like back when we were kids, there was yeah. every church or every neighborhood had that one guy. It was kind of a mysterious thing when I was a kid. Somebody just kind of disappears for a while. Yeah. And um, when you asked, like, what happened? Well, there was this kind of trauma, and there was this kind of work schedule, and there was this kind of this, and just running and running. And that's the world we've created for all of us in the 21st century right now. And so I think everybody is running around trying to whack-a-mole their stress and whack-a-mole their, their frustration with their spouse, whack-a-mole their relationship with their kids. And we are their just, loneliness. Yeah, and we're just dumping gasoline on a fire. Their their financial problems. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just running in circles. The frenetic movement, uh, and yet it feels like a rat in a wheel. Right. It it, it doesn't feel like it is a rat in a wheel. It yeah. is a rat in a wheel, and we're all in our own wheel by ourselves. Yeah. Right. And so, um, the it, good news is it can be fixed. That's yeah. I wouldn't have written the book if it was just a. We've got enough of it's all coming down. Yeah. That nonsense. It's burning. Yeah, no, we're not we've that. got enough of that. I don't want to participate in that in that sewage pit. But yeah, Dave, I really, in my soul, believe there's a path out, and it's in the 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 hard part is it's an inexpensive path, and the hard part is it's not a complicated path. It's hard, um, but it's not complicated, and so there's not a lot of money in in uh, not super complex cures. There's not a lot of money if if I tell you, hey, what if you just turn the phone off? Um, well, no, you actually you got to get the special app. You got to go do this. You got to do this. You got to buy this. You got to go see this doctor. What if I told you just to go meet with friends? What if I told you to go back to church? What if I told you to go move your body and get out of debt? Yeah, it stop owing people money. Um, there's some basic things that our bodies are trying to get our attention, and that's mm-hmm. it's just a call back to humanity is what this book is. Yeah, six daily choices that fill your cup back up that gets drained by 
the phonetic things. And the empty cup is really where anxiety comes from. Right. And I had somebody recently ask me, um, hey, that seems like like doing this every day seems like a lot. And what I told them was, you can never brush your teeth so great on Monday that you don't have to do it again till Thursday. <laughs> Every day you decide, I don't want to have bad breath and cavities, so you brush your teeth twice a day. And we do the same thing with our exercise. We do our, we, you can't tell your wife once a month you love her, or she's going to find somebody else that will tell her on a more regular basis. And so similarly, if you want to build an unanxious life, it's a intentional commitment. I'm going to live this way, and then my body's going to stop going off the rails on me every day. Yeah, this, this, I'm going completely panic attacks, all these kinds of things that are all anxiety-based, yeah. yeah, by and large, anyway. Yeah. So, And other good news, brand-new announcement today regarding the launch of the Building a Non-Anxious Life. This is the first time it's been said in public right now. This thing we're getting ready to say right yeah. this second. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm excited about this. So the book comes out on October the 3rd, which is a Monday. On Wednesday the 5th, I think I've got uh, that Thursday. Right. Thursday. Thursday. October 5th. October 5th is a Thursday. Okay. And our book comes out October 2nd. Correct. I got that wrong. Okay. Monday it comes. No, I don't know. The don't. Tuesday, October 3rd. There okay. you go. Book comes out October 3rd on Tuesday. On the following Thursday, October the 5th, here in Nashville at the brand new Ramsey Event Center, Dr. John is going to do a mini uh, live event. We're going to blow it out, man. On yeah. this subject. Uh, it, it, it's him talking on this subject, building a non-anxious life. He's going to talk about some things from the book. And he's going to do an in-depth Q&A with the audience as well. And you're going to get a copy of the book when you buy this. Yeah. So you got a book. You'll be able to – you're going to stay and sign I'll them. I'll stay late to sign every one of them. We'll sign every book. We may have some musicians pop in and out. We'll have a good time. It's going to be yeah. fun. going to be a Q&A and a talk at the brand-new Ramsey Event Center on our campus. It's a book launch party. That's what we're doing. We're going to have a big book launch party for this. And so uh, it's 35 bucks, including the book. You get the book, and uh, we want you to come party with us. Yeah. It's going to be at 7 o'clock here, 7 o'clock in the evening, Central Time, on the Ramsey campus at the Ramsey Event Center. Please get a ticket and come. We'd love to have you. A talk from John, live Q&A. Get the book signed. Get a copy of the book. Tickets start at $35. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events to get yours. And, um, you know, spoiler alert, it's all about the book, Building an Non-Anxious Life, so the talk will be about building a non-anxious life yes and the q a can be whatever you want it to be yeah. uh if you got the guts to ask a question in front of a room full of people <laughs> that's exactly right my wife might even show up so we'll see we'll have a good time is she gonna tell stories about you that she that wants us be... both to continue to remain employed here at ramsey solutions <laughs> so i don't think she's gonna do that i don't think she's gonna do that darn but it is they, uh, the, the live events team they said some... what do you want people to people f- would pay double this for deloney dirt oh man <laughs> they, she said hey what i mean the live events team said what do you want people to feel when they leave and i said i want them to look at the person they came with and say what just happened that was incredible and so that's what that's what we're building up from the floor up it's gonna be fun oh that'll be fun it's gonna be okay. fun that's a big call right there that's a desired future that's real mm-hmm. all right check it out october the 5th the week the book comes out, it's a book launch party with John speaking, doing Q&A, signing your book. It includes a copy of the book. Tickets start at $35. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Get your ticket now. Come to Nashville. We'll have a blast. Hey, or if you're in Nashville, just come on down the road. We'd love to have you anywhere, anywhere around here. It's all good. This is The Ramsey Show. 
Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Day is with us in Washington, D.C. Hi, Day. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, so I'm relatively new to everything. I've been listening to you all since about March this year. Mm-hmm. And currently, um, I'm a brand new mental health therapist in the area. I'm working seven days a week as a therapist. I have over $220,000 in debt. Oh, and I feel like I'm literally drowning in it. Yeah. Cause you are right. Yeah, yeah, it's hard keeping my head above water at this point. How did you rack up two hundred grand? Did you go to a private undergrad and private col- uh, private grad school? Not, not even private. Um, so it's a total of a hundred and ninety grand in student loans. Um, Fifty three hundred in uh, for one credit card. I just had a hospital bill for seven fifty hit my account yesterday, mm-hmm. and then I have ninety two hundred left on a car. What are you? What what's your hourly rate right now? Forty five per client plus. Um, I also do some administrative work for the practice, and I babysit on the weekends. Are you still working through licensure? Forty five is about one third the market rate right now. Um, I'm a brand new. Like I just graduated uh, grad school. So you're still working. On, you're working on your three thousand hours. Yes. Golly, man, what a mess. What a mess. So what does that mean you're making a year total household income now? It's been fluctuating. So I'm anticipating um, in the 53000 range this year just because of um, it. You know, I didn't start seeing clients until March like slash April. Okay. Um, and once you get licensed, that will that your take-home will triple. Is that right? Uh, once I get licensed, I if I stay within the practice, I think it'll go up to sixty five or seventy an hour. You're not staying in that practice then, or you're doing I your think, own. You're doing your own clients on the side at full rate on that back end. Yeah, I do want to start my own practice at yeah. some point, and I'm trying to get as many pointers by doing administrative work too. Sure, that's excellent. Good, that's wise, man. So, how long does it take for you to finish the, and get licensed? Um, so it, it's looking like it's going to take a total of two years. I know that I'll definitely get a pay bump in March for being licensed for one year and another pay bump the following March once I get fully licensed, done with all my hours. Um, but in the meantime, I'm trying to figure out exactly how I can, you know, be gazelle intense without also burning myself out working five to seven days a week. Dave, hop in here if you think I'm wrong, but I, I, I would consider the phase you're in um, as an extension of your graduate school. 
because you can't fully take on your job until you get that licensure, and you can't get the licensure until you get those 3,000 hours. So really, I would look at this as a fourth year of your graduate degree, and you're getting paid for it. Um, and so if you're going to stick to that, I would suggest you cash flow everything and make sure you're working as many hours as you could possibly work towards your licensure to get that, that thing out of your head. I think you could knock that out in 18 months if you flipped and flopped some things around. Um, the other thing is the decision I made was I just looked at the dollars and cents of it all and I ended up staying working at a university where I could use the skills I learned with that graduate degree in counseling towards another end and it, it just paid better quite honestly. And so that may be something you want to do. Um, that might be taking a, a, a short-term a short-term route out when you have playing a long game and want to be a licensed therapist on the road. But man, you've dug yourself quite a hole. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you got, yeah, you have two options. One is change directions, like John's saying, and get your income up. Uh, or two, stay stay the course of what you're doing and, and fine-tune it to get the license, get the hours in the licensure as quickly as possible i'm not sure the firm you're with is going to pay you market rate it sounds like you're going to be underpaid off the back end of this or they're going to bill you out at 125 and they're going to take half of it uh bill me out at 200 and take over half yeah yeah if they're billing you out at 200 then you can put yourself out of the market at 150 and take cash only and you could do pretty well Okay. But that's a couple years away, right? You, you have got, to have yeah, a full book you, you and gotta, all that. You got to have the license to do that. Yeah. And you got to build a clientele base to do that. So So I'd almost Dave, tell me if I, I'd almost rather her focus less on trying to pay the debt off in this madness and more yeah. do everything you can to get every inch of an hour you can get to get that licensure done. But the, be, the but the hours pay better than anything else she's doing. Right. Yeah. It's better than babysitting. It's better than administrative all day long. So exactly. get, you know that's what I mean by fine tuning. You you need to talk to them and say, guys, I'm drowning over here. You got to give me more billable hours. I got to get these hours behind me. Can I do a can I do a, a two Saturday group therapy sessions? Can I do Sunday instead of, sessions instead of keeping somebody's kids on Saturday? Yeah. You know, you know that kind of thing. So that's what I mean by fine tuning it. If you're going to stay the course, you need to fine tune it and jack up the hours, the billable hours and the hours that are counting towards your licensure so that we shorten the time frame from two years down to one or 18 months. That kind of a thing is what I'm thinking about. If you're going to do that, then yes, John's right. We'll treat this like you're an intern. We'll treat this like you're doing your uh, residency uh, for if you're a medical and you, you do what you can do during this time but you don't have the gazelle intensity towards paying off the debt because you're not going to move the needle at $50,000 income in Washington, D.C. very much. You can move it, but it's not going to move dramatically. But it will move pretty good if you start making 150. Uh, you can start knocking this out real fast, especially if you get used to living on 40 and um, and you push that everything towards this. You'll be clear in no time once you get your hourly rate up. And so if you say, all right, I'm go- this is like I'm in residency until I finish this in the next 18 months or so, then I'm going to get the rate up and or I'm going to leave this company and get the rate up, uh, way up, so that I can attack this very, very aggressively. Meantime, you are working the debt snowball. Your student loans are the biggest one. You're not going to do much towards those. You do the minimum payments you can do uh, for now just to keep them afloat. And you begin to attack those little debts, the $750 medical. You need to clear that. You clear the uh, little car loan maybe over this time. You know, you clear up a couple of things here and there. And being intentional, will if you've got a game plan where you see a light at the end of the tunnel, even if it's a three-year light, that lowers the stress level. 
knowing something's difficult is less stressful than not knowing what the flip's going on. Mm-hmm. Ambivalence is much more stressful than hard things. Right. Especially if the hard things have a finish line to them. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, if I know what I got to do, I can go do it. it. Not knowing is what kills you. I think I think it's an important moment with student loans about to kick back up. Um, Dave, let's just say she's has her license and she lives in a community that's very expensive to live in and the most she's going to make, she's done the market scan and that's what she's going to make. Or I've got colleagues that spend 150 grand to go to Duke to get a PhD in history and they want to be history professors and that job pays $41,000 a year because there's the, the market's so flooded. There is a hard moment when you look at how much you owe and the thing you really want to do. You've dedicated 10 years, five years, a lot of your energy and time to it, and it is not going to pay you enough to pay your bills. You can sit like a bump on a log and yell and scream and kick and get mad at your employer, all those things. Society. It says everybody. Or you can grit your teeth and put your mouthpiece in and go get a job in another field that's going to pay you 65000 bucks or pay you eighty five. you You're going to have to do something else, at least for a season, until you clean up that hole that you dug yourself. It's nobody else's um, responsibility to clean that up but yours. Talked to a guy last week, making 175000 a year selling cars. Yeah. You make 38000 as a social worker with a master's degree in social work and have $400,000 in student loan debt. But you may have to go sell cars. You may have to go sell cars. And keep that carrot out there. I want to be work helping kids who are hurting. Great. You can't afford to do that right now. Yeah. Same you, as we tell pastors. Hey, Right now, you're the kid that's hurting. That's that's exactly right. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do for a short period of time. That's not a forever thing. Doesn't mean you have to abandon your dreams for your whole life, but your dream has turned into a nightmare. So it's time to wake up. Right. And, and so the, turn, turn the lights just on. Just stamping so the, your feet is not solving this problem. No, it's not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. We are doing the student loan live stream on september the 12th we'd love to have you join us it is completely free and that's jade washall ram uh, rachel cruz and me we're gonna be talking about how we got here in the student loan mess and where we're going how to get you out and one of the things will be just what john told you spoiler alert so check it out student loan live stream ramseysolutions.com slash student loans this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. listen If you can't even remember the last time you had half an hour to yourself, be honest. Ask why. It's probably because everyone else's schedules, priorities, and emergencies are driving your life. And when you can't keep carrying that load, talking to a professional therapist can be a game changer. Therapy can be a place to work through your challenges with time, boundaries, commitments, and your own self-worth. Therapy can be incredible for figuring out what even makes you happy anymore and how to go make that happen. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. Because therapy isn't just for people who've experienced trauma. It's great for building skills to be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is completely online, so it's flexible enough to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Molly is in Boise, Idaho. Hi, Molly. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. How are you guys? Better than I deserve. What's up? I really got to get that (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. 
Um, no, I'm actually, I'm very excited. I talked to you, uh, your daughter back in October and to get some advice. We just built a house out here and unfortunately while we were building it, our interest rate went from 3.8 to 7%. Ouch. So yeah, that one hurt. So the mortgage became well outside the Dave rules of 25%. (laughs) Like way outside, yeah way outside so we've decided to sell it and we are currently in our contract and on the plus side we're going to walk away with about three hundred thousand dollars wow wow yeah so that's where i come to you guys for advice and this will depend what baby stuff i will be on after this conversation which is we're looking to move to florida in this community that seems really great um but do we pay cash for a townhome or do we take a mortgage of, I think it's about, it'll be about $80,000 to buy a single family home that will better suit our needs. What's your household income? Um, 150. Okay. All right. Well, Dave and Sharon Ramsey don't borrow money for anything ever. So we would not have mm-hmm. a choice. We would have to buy a town home and then save up money and make a move in a couple of years and move up. Because that's how we do everything and have for 30 years after going broke. On this show, we don't yell at you for having a mortgage, as you already are aware. Uh, we mm-hmm. we yell at you for wanting to keep it, but <laughs> but not for having it, okay? And so if you took out an $80,000 mortgage, that is obviously something making one hundred and fifty. you could pay off very quickly. That's a very reasonable approach to what mm-hmm. we teach. Have you ever lived in Florida before, Molly? I have. I went to school there. Okay. Are are you familiar with this area? I am. Yeah, okay, okay. Tampa Bay area. Because I almost with University of Tampa. No, you had to get that in, didn't you? Ninety nine percent of the time, I would tell somebody moving from Boise all the way across planet Earth to Florida that six months of renting might clarify this for you. You might find yeah, we were actually considering that first was renting for a bit. That wouldn't hurt because you you think that this is going to be perfect for us. Maybe it's not, and you might find hey we have a small rent house. We could do a townhome. It'd be great. We think we need this, but we're fine. Or you might know <laughs> no, we're going to kill each other. We got to get out of here. <laughs> and I and that means you have to move twice, which is the worst on top of the worst. I get that. Yeah, but man, I think long term it might be smart. But mm-hmm. mathematically and falling in suit with what we teach. Uh, an eighty thousand dollar mortgage making one hundred and fifty and having a plan to pay that off in four or five years is that's perfectly fine. Okay, and also I just want to say, Doctor John Deloney, I have pre-ordered your book the day that you announced it. I can't oh, wait to read best. it. I've been thinking my mom was just hitting refresh, so thank you for confirming that. <laughs> no, at least one other one went to me. <laughs> Excellent, you're the best. I'm grateful for you. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Molly. We appreciate that. We have so more than two, so we know it's not just her well, I think mom. my mom's just hitting refresh. I think she's just burning through her 401. So but... She's going to have them all up in the garage. They're going <laughs> to be piled right. up in the garage. Whenever she passes away, we're cleaning the house Tens out. of thousands of non-anxious life books causing your mom anxiety. Yes. Her yeah. uh, financial planner is going to tell me, I've got two bad newses for you when she passes. <laughs> you get a whole bunch of books back, and there is no money. <laughs> this is your inheritance this boy. is your inheritance <laughs> hope you enjoyed reading it again <laughs> madison is in los angeles hi madison welcome to the ramsey show hi hi what's up thank you for taking my call sure um i am newly married and we're just attempting to kind of figure out our fa- finances we both have zero debt um we own our cars and have about 125 
$5,000 sitting in a a savings account. So we are saving to buy a home. We're currently renting, but we are just not sure what to do with that money sitting in the savings account and if we should invest into some CDs or what your recommendations for that would be. Okay. CDs are certificates of deposit. It's not an investment. It's just a savings account. Mm -hmm. So should you put it in savings or should you put it in an investment? When are you going to buy Hard to say with the prices uh, around here. But They're not coming down, darling. Yeah. I would say probably four-ish years, four or five years would be our goal. Why? Because then we'd have enough money to put a good... You have $125,000. I know. How long have you been married? A couple months. Okay. All right. Yeah, if you're going to let leave money alone for less than five years, we don't recommend you play that you put money in mutual funds in the stock market. I would just tell you okay. to get get a get a, a CD, get a, a high yield savings account of some kind, uh, and you know try to make this. You know, there's some four or five percent stuff floating around out there right now. Let's try to make some of that right. kind of money. That's not going to make you rich. It's just a fancy parking spot for a really nice car. Right. That's all we're doing. It's okay. a, it doesn't cost you anything, but it doesn't make you anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a good long-term play, but it's a good short-term play because you're not going to lose anything. And right. you can add to it and, you know, then buy your home as soon as possible. But don't wait around in Los Angeles, California for prices to come down. If you walk around the streets of LA, you will be hard pressed to find anyone that remembers the last time prices went down. Right. Like they don't, they're not alive. What would you a good percent to put down on a house or home payment. Well, uh, we want you to be debt free as soon as possible. So we like the hundred percent down plan, but you're in LA. And Mm -hmm. so putting down a good, strong down payment on your first home purchase, five or 10% is fairly normal. Uh, but where the payment, we recommend the payment not being more than a fourth of your take home pay on a 15 year fixed. What's your household income? This year will probably be around 200000 but my husband is in sales, so it's not consistent in that sense. Uh, and how old are you two? 24 and 25. You guys are doing so well. Congratulations. What does Madison. he sell? Thank you. Are you allowed to answer he that on the radio? <laughs> he sells what? He sells meat. Meat. Good. Oh, he's not going anywhere either. No? No. Those, those weirdos Cali- selling, California. I was going to say, those weirdos selling oil chemical meat maybe the yeah. plastic meat exactly yeah so wow that's cool madison so yeah a good if you could put down five or ten percent the best thing is to put down 20 percent because you avoid pmi private mortgage insurance which costs you about 75 dollars a month per hundred thousand borrowed all right okay. and that doesn't that's not insurance that gives you anything that's insurance that pays the mortgage company in the event you get foreclosed on and they lose money So you're buying them an insurance policy because you didn't put down a big down payment. So if you can put down 20%, that is the best of all worlds on a 15-year fixed on a conventional mortgage where the payment's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. Um, I think you guys are just getting started at life and getting started at this marriage, and you're doing really, really well. You've got an extremely good start, uh, but it's just causing you – some lack of confidence because you haven't done this stuff before and that's fine, but I don't think you got a four year wait here. And I'm going to tell you one more time, prices are not coming down. So if you're waiting on that, don't wait, 
But if you want to wait and I want to pile up some more money and this time next year buy, that's certainly not the end of the world, especially the way you guys have had the ability to save money. Congratulations. It's never occurred to me, Dave, uh, whenever you get married, everyone just, you get the the stupidest advice from all corners of your life. Everyone's got an opinion and a thing you need to do. You need to make sure y'all are whatever. And most of the time when you're newlywed, you can't afford anything. And so that, that advice rolls off your shoulder, but they're in such a great position when somebody's saying, you got to buy it right now. You got to do this. Why are y'all driving those cars? Whatever. It can be real tempting to say, okay, well, I got to do something with this. And it's almost the same advice I'd give a newlywed couple that had nothing, which is just chill. Yeah. Work real hard and chill. And, don't listen to your broke friends and your broke family. That's exactly right. Because they're broke because of their beliefs. And so what they believe is wrong. Why is that hard? This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, whether you're starting on a card table like I did or well on your way to becoming a multi-million dollar company, NetSuite can help your team communicate and plan ahead better like they do for Ramsey. Let me tell you, NetSuite really helped us get our systems together. And more than 37,000 other companies also use NetSuite to know their numbers and their business better. So check out NetSuite today and find out how they can help you become the business you want to be five or 30 years from now. And right now you can download NetSuite's free KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Aaron is with us in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm so excited to be talking to you. (laughs) We're honored honored to speak with you. What's happening? Okay. So I have kind of a what should I do, what would Dave do if he was in my shoes question for you. Um, My husband was unfortunately diagnosed with brain cancer a year ago. Oh, man. Wow. Um, they, yeah. What kind? They did. Um, we don't, they can't um, quite nail down the cell type, but from what they can tell, it w- it's probably slow growing. So we don't have an actual diagnosis at this point. Okay. Um, but so long story short, they did the surgery. It was a successful surgery. Removed about 90% of the growth and we have not had to do any treatments or anything so far. Wow. Um, and that How, was how's he doing? Almost a year ago. He's doing so well. Good. Um, wow. Praise God. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yes. Uh, he's doing really well. Um, but the, the part that I'm wondering about, um, we're surrounded by just the most tremendous community and they, um, sorry, they got together and did a big benefit for us. And, um, they raised a lot of money. <laughs> um, we, however, are still in debt. So we know that this money is for his possible impending treatment for this cancer if it happens to grow back, which um, we go for MRIs every three months. So we're kind of in limbo every three months wondering, okay, is this when we're going to do radiation or, you know, it's kind of a tough situation. Um, so my question is, we do have this debt. We have about $83,000 in debt total, but the sum of the money from the benefit from our community is about $103,000. And right now it's just sitting in our savings account doing nothing because 
we have no idea what we should do with yeah. this. What, what is the 83000 in debt consist of? Um, we both have student loans. Um, mm-hmm. That's approximately like total for the both of us is like 67000 mm-hmm. for that. And then we have 16000 on one of our cars. Our other vehicle is already paid off. Mm-hmm. But um, So medical is all cleared up right now? Yeah. Okay. So insurance, insurance and some other monies have kept you clear of medical debt so far. Yes, exactly. So if you, if he needs treatment, does insurance give you similar coverage to what you've had so far? Um, I failed to mention he is able to go back to work. He's we're living like things are fully normal Mm -hmm. until they're not on this. Uh, That's what what you should do. That's, that's why. Yeah, so his... Um, because they I, are. I don't quite know yeah. the coverage of the insurance, I would assume. Well, I mean, it, it, cover, it covered brain surgery, and you've gotten out right with yes. no yes. debt. Right. Medical yeah, debt. Yeah, no medical debt. Yeah, yeah. So you've got good insurance, it sounds like. Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. And have you used any money out of pocket? To, how much money out of pocket to cover co-pays and non-insurance covered things have you done? Um, we've just been cash flowing those things. Um, so it's not been much. No. Uh-uh. What's your no, household we've been income? Able to handle that just fine. I would guess about eighty-five thousand. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, n- number one, let's just say out loud, all of this doesn't matter compared to what you're already fighting. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. brain cancer, twelve out of ten. Right. Yeah. $83,000 worth of debt on a student loan and whatever, uh, two out of 10 on importance in life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll help you with it. I'm not saying we don't need to work on it, but these are not the same discussions. So yeah. you've already won the biggest battle. I hope you ever face in your life for at yeah, least for now. You won. I don't know if you won the war, yeah. but you won the battle. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Pretty incredible. So this is, this yeah. is just the, you know, cleaning up the uh, the dust on the shelf in life. It's not much, you know. I mean, we can get mm-hmm. there. So uh, the more sure you are that this is behind you, the cancer is behind you, and there's not going to be needed treatment, the more you could use some of the 103. Because the people did not give you that money only for future treatment. No one wrote a check and said, this is only for future treatment. The people gave you money because they love you, and you were going through hell, and they wanted to be there for you. Yeah. And they gave you money. They, it did not have tags attached to it. Am I missing something? No, you're not. Now, I don't want you to go put the 103 on the 83 right now just because I want you to have it until this diagnosis is further in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. But not because those people in the community are going to start screaming, well, they just paid off their student loans. No, they gave you this money because they loved you. And nobody okay. needs to know anything about your personal finances. You don't have to publish this in the newspaper. Right. And you know you know that itchy feeling you've had for the last six months that you want to do something and you can't, and you're sitting there with your husband holding his hand, and you just want to do, and you want to do? I got something yeah. for you. Okay. I want you to call the insurance company and get in writing from them what they're going to do in case you have to go get chemo, in case you have to go get radiation. Okay. I want you to become a bulldog and enjoy it. Enjoy the bulldog. 
Enjoy being the bulldog. Enjoy saying, no, 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 no. I need to know exactly, and I need you to send me in writing. If they don't send it in writing within 48 hours, you're calling them back, saying, I need this thing. This person at this time said this. Keep exquisite records. And I think you're you're trying to make decisions without da- data. And, man, the more data you can get in this moment, the more peace you're going to have in your home. To John's, to John's yeah. point, let's say we're six months further down the road, and now this is in your rearview mirror a good ways. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. And you had conversations with the insurance company that said, we got you. It's not going to cost you hardly anything if he has treatment. Those two things, those two pieces of data release some of the 103 for me to put towards your debt. Does that make any sense? It, it does, yeah. But the more unsure we are, the more we need the 103. Right. And the surety will come with distance in the rearview mirror and with the data points from the insurance company. That'll give you the sense of confidence to use some of this without being unwise. And uh, right now you're just a little bit paralyzed by the total freakout you've been through, the trauma you've been through. And I don't blame you. I get that. So I'm fine not touching the 103 and let's just chip away at the student loans for the next six months. Just beat on them as hard as you can as if you didn't have this money. Okay. And it's not, it's sitting there until we know that we know that we know that you're not going to need it. Okay. Um, while it's sitting, do I leave it in savings? It doesn't matter. Right you put now, it, put it in a high yield savings account, make four, okay. make four or 5%. So here's the thing, hundred thousand bucks on 5% makes $5,000 a year. It makes $2,500 in six months that we're talking about. $2,500 mm-hmm. does not enter into the equations we're doing right now. It's a non-issue. Okay. Okay. Twenty-five thousand would enter into it, but two thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's not relevant. It's it's two percent of the situation. We're dealing with the whole situation, not two percent of it. So, yeah, park just park it in an HS in a highly yield savings at your local credit union. Try to go for find four, five, six percent, something like that. Doesn't matter, and you, and then get the insurance company's assurance of insurance. Bada bum, mm-hmm. and get this further in your rearview mirror. When when was the last? Wh- how how long has he been out of the hospital and moving forward? Um, his surgery is coming up on a year ago. Okay, so we would be eighteen months at that point, and um, you know we don't need to wait fi- the five year cancer mark. We don't need to wait that long. But you know if we've gone eighteen months and had almost nothing happen, um, mm-hmm. and you got real good data and in writing from the insurance company that you're 98 percent 95 percent 90 percent covered by them then you use this money write a check and you're out of debt and, and that's like christmas we're talking about that's well, not christmas is march now but yeah but that that's that's where you're going so that good point john and if you get to the end there and you have five or ten thousand dollars left and the spirit stirs you go find a young pediatric family of going through kid cancer give them ten thousand bucks of that money if you feel so so moved right yeah nothing wrong with that. it's your money that they gave to you because they love you yep and you can pay it forward this is the ramsey show live from the headquarters of ramsey solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios it's the ramsey show where we help people build wealth do work that they love and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney is the expert on that. The Dr. John Deloney Show is one of our top shows on the Ramsey Network. 
He'll help you with uh, relationships, mental health issues, and all kinds of crazy family stuff. Yeah, and uh, life in general. And he's here to help me as my co-host today. He's the author of the number one bestseller, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. And the brand new book that we have coming out October the 3rd on a Tuesday. I had to verify that earlier. My brain is locked up. uh, Called Building a Non-Anxious Life. And uh, in a world filled filled with anxiousness, anxiety, building a non-anxious life. How do you keep your cup full to deal with the stuff that comes at us in the world we live in today? That's all coming out. You can pre-order the book right now at RamseySolutions.com. Phone number here to talk is 888-825-5225. That's completely free. Alan's with us in Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm doing better than I deserve. It's an honor to speak to my mentor. I'm I'm honored to speak with you, sir. How can I help? You know, uh, I've seen countless of your videos and and online calculators of how much house you can afford, uh, mortgage, principal, and interest, and whatnot. How much house can you afford if you're paying cash? A real quick background of me, high school graduate. Something happened. Your your voice voice went away. What happened to your phone? Yeah. Is that, is that better? There yeah, that's go. much there better. Thank you. Yeah, you sound okay. like you were trying to disguise uh, your voice there for a second. All right. Okay. Back, uh, background. Back is, you you nice got the money to pay cash. How much money you want to pay for a house? Five hundred thousand. Okay. What's your net worth? One point six million. That's fine. That's cash. That's yeah. cash. I got. It. I have a two hundred thousand paid off house now. Okay. I got no problem with that. All right. Here, here's the way I look at that. All right. Having studied wealthy people for years, and you've obviously done very well. Okay. The smaller your net worth, the higher the percentage of your net worth your home is going to be. If you have a $500,000 net worth and a $250,000 house, that wouldn't be unusual at all, right? Right. Okay. But if you have a $10 million net worth and a $9 million house, that's weird. Okay. You agreed? Okay. So the larger your net worth, the smaller the portion of it would go to your home. Okay? okay? My home is a very small percentage of my overall net worth, but I'm blessed. I'm sitting in a building that's worth, you know, somewhere around $400 million. And so if I had a home that was worth, you know, $200 million, that'd be weird. You know, it just wouldn't make any sense at all. It'd be very strange to live in, by the way. But, yeah. Yeah, weird the, house, uh, man. Weird doesn't even touch that. But, yeah, but the, anyway, the uh, you see what I'm saying. So, But yours is about a third of your very successful $1.6 million net worth. Congratulations. That's not out of hand. If you told me $1.3, I'd be freaking out a little bit. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, my, my current house is worth 200000 so I'm actually going to be, you know, I'll still have the one point two, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, but are you going to keep the current house? Ooh. No. Okay. So you're still, the portion so, uh, of your personal residence is 500000 Am I right? If I buy the $500,000 exactly. house. Yeah, and you pay I'll cash to, for it. Uh, it'll cost me three. Uh, yeah, right, and I'll sell this for two. Yeah, but your net worth stays the same. You just shifted it around. Yes. Correct. Yeah, it's just the percentage of your net worth that goes to your home went up from... I don't know, 250 as a percentage of 1.6 to 500 as a percentage of 1.6, which is roughly one-third, right? And so that's okay. That doesn't bother me a bit. But if you told me 1.5 of my 1.6 is going to be in my house, I would say tell your wife no. 
No, no, I am retired. I am retired on a $74,000 a year income. Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because this is a net worth thing. You can afford the house. Why, 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 why don't you want to buy it? You know, here, I'm, I've been living the Dave Ramsey life a long time. Worked very, very hard for my money. I'm 68 years old. Uh, live like no one else. What's the, wait a minute. The Dave Ramsey life has the rest of that sentence. What's the rest of that right. sentence? You live like no one else so that. You can live and give like no one else. Hello. Hello. Late in life and why not? This is the part where you get to enjoy the fact that you've done a really good job and you're reasonably wisely enjoying it. And you should. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, I guess I get this case. You're a little scared. It's such a big, I'm in a $200,000 house. Now you get a little scared. It's a bigger home. It's more maintenance. More it is. Property taxes. It is, but it's not going to break but, you. Right. I, I'll never run out of money. Yeah. What but, it is more know, than I'm anything so- else is it, it's emotional because it feels weird because your brain is completely comfortable with 250 and you're doubling what your brain's comfortable with. And I think you have Correct. identified those people buy $500,000 houses. Guys like me don't do that. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I don't buy it. You know, I waited until I had $1.5 million before I buy a two big max unless I got yeah. buy one with a coupon. You know? Hey, what'd you do for a living, Alan, when you were in your career? Heating, air conditioning. Oh, Heating, wow. air conditioning. Uh, a lot, a lot of work for a contract. And how much of this $1.6 million did you inherit? Uh, I inherited an $85,000 house. How long ago? Oh, 1991. Okay. All right. So that did help. Yeah, that's good. Wow. I'm imp- you're very impressive. Very, very well done. You're classic Baby Steps millionaire. Very well done. I'm going to send you a copy of that book. I want you to read it. I think you'll enjoy it because it's about you. He's also classic. Hey, dude, I'm just an HVAC guy. I don't live in that. that we, uh, guys like us don't live over in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough transition to realize and you know what? That's one of the reasons I I, um, ch- I I put that saying out there, live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else. Because we don't want you to be tightwads for the purpose of being a tightwad. Right. We don't want you to be careful with your budgeting just for the purpose of being careful. We want you so that you get to have a wonderful life, so that you change your family tree, so that you can be outrageously generous and find a, uh, you know, a widow that you and I took the call on the air the other day and a mi- everyday millionaire, a, a baby steps millionaire, heard the call and called, paid, caught up her house. Okay, and then wild. And it was five thousand bucks, and he wrote checking. Think about it. So, mm-hmm. you, but you don't have to think about that when you got one point six, and and that that's the reason. But then if it, if you start say I'm gonna play small ball just for the purpose of playing small ball. No, I'm gonna play small ball so I never have to again. Right. I'm gonna drive a piece of crap car so I never have to again. The car I drove over here today ain't a piece of crap, but I have driven some <laughs> crap. Okay, but I drove I drove like no one else. So now, by God, I drive whatever I want. I drive like no one else, you know, and, you know, some of these leftists don't like that. Oh, well, toughies, you know, I ain't plugging it in either. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, you see what I'm saying? I mean, live like no one else. So sure, later yeah. you can live like no one else. That's right. right. That's right. And give like there's a reason for this. You got to play it. You got to. Alan, I'm so proud of you, man. Congratulations. You're awesome. You're awesome. Yeah. You, 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 I want you to learn to flex the muscle to enjoy some of this money more than you have been it's time it's your time and i want you to be outrageously generous too dude this is the ramsey show
Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Hey, we want you to go to RamseySolutions.com slash events and uh, sign up. He is doing a launch party for his book, Non-Anxious, Building a Non-Anxious Life. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. It is $35, including the book. We're going to do that on October the 5th, book launch week, at the Ramsey Event Center. And it's brand new, and you're going to love it. If you haven't seen the inside of this thing, it is amazing. And he'll be doing a talk about building a non-anxious life, taking your questions on a Q&A, signing every single person's book that's there. And, um, of course, seating is limited. It is a building. It only holds so many people. So if you want to come, it's 35 bucks. Go to building or go, go to uh, RamseySolutions.com slash events and get signed up for this. It's the launch party. Another launch party we're doing is uh, September the 15th on a Saturday and a Friday evening before that. We're doing the Smart Conference in the uh, North Chicago area. Uh, up around, we're going to be in Willow Creek Church and uh, doing an event there called the Smart Conference. John, Dr. John Deloney, Rachel Cruz, George Camel, Jade Washall, Ken Coleman, Dave Ramsey. We're going to be talking about career, mental health, and money all evening and all the next day. You're going to leave there being smart. Check out the tickets September 15 and 16 at RamseySolutions.com slash events. There's a few left. We'd still like to have you. We only do a couple of those a year. Mark is with us in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Mr. Ramsey and Dr. Deloney. Uh, I was just calling to uh, ask you guys. I own kind of – it's my job, but uh, I, I own a business, but I only employ me. And, um, I'm trying well, to figure out, that's awfully nice of, of you, Mark. <laughs> I'm in the middle of my, uh, the baby steps all like a quarter of the way into it. Um, I've got 40,000 of 120,000 paid off. And I was wondering with the business income, um, should that be put into the business first? Like I, once I get my, my tax account full, then should I build up an emergency fund for the business or should I focus that on the baby steps? What do you do? I'm a pooper scooper. Okay. And, um, what are you making? Uh, with combined household income with my no, 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 on the business, on the business, on the business. Oh, just the business. It's about a hundred thousand. Okay. And, um, God. We just stop right there for a second. First thing ran through my mind is that's a lot of poop. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the the internal slogans about this show. But listen, <laughs> listen. If you are listening to this show and you say I can't get ahead and I can't figure it out, there's no jobs. Mark is making a hundred k as a pooper scooper. So let's just keep that out. Picking there. Okay. up the dog. Pretty charge. stinking good. Okay. <laughs> all right, Mark. Uh, all the all the puns aside, you you've done them all too. So you've been doing this a while. Oh, yeah. All right. So it's it's that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. I, I have no idea. But um. Dave, we're okay. Have to have so a talk now about it's my just finances. you, and you have like a route. I assume you go to certain locations, and people pay you to come to their location. Correct. Yes. Okay. Cool. And, uh, and how often do they pay you? Uh, I, some, some people pay me weekly. Some people pay me monthly. So it's just, okay. Uh, All right. That's fine. And, um, do you have a separate business account? Yes. And all the money that they pay you goes into that account. Never goes direct to your personal account. Correct. Correct. Great. First move. When you pull money out of the business account, 
to bring some home, you should always set aside one-fourth for taxes. You alluded to that. Sounds like you've heard me tell you to do this before. Oh, I've... Yeah, I've listened to your show for quite a while. Okay, so, yeah. so you're setting aside a fourth when you take it home. You take a thousand dollars out of the account. You set two fifty for taxes. Put seven fifty in your personal account. Correct. Yes. Okay. Good. That's a good plan. And you said household income. So your wife is working. What does she make? Uh, uh so she makes I think fifty. And then I've got military retirement, and we're foster parents, so we get a stipend for that. And that's how so much? Total, how much? Total, we get about 170 a year. So another 20 in military retirement and foster stipend? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, good. And what are the expenses of running this type of business? Fuel, I assume, uh, to go to the locations. Yeah, there's, there's fuel, advertising, uh, when trash bags... Yeah, and for breeze. every once in a while, I have to replace a raker uh, mm-hmm. uh, bucket. Yeah, but it's not much. Yeah, so no, it's so not. out of the hundred, uh, I mean, your 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 expenses are ten grand, maybe right? Yeah, probably somewhere around there. Maybe maybe fifteen. Yeah, okay. So the vast majority of this comes home. Yes. Why would well, you need a business emergency at fund at this stage? Uh, for. Th- replacing parts on the vehicle or you know stuff, stuff like that yeah okay do you have a separate work vehicle from your home vehicle yes okay so there's like a truck involved or something yeah minivan but yeah okay all right cool all right uh this is so great um Mark, I can't, I got to tell you, you've made my entire week. <laughs> <laughs> this is so just good. Just thinking about you cruising Springfield in a minivan, just getting out with a shovel and some headphones on, making a hundred thousand dollars a year, just get, it restores my faith in humanity. And it's just America, America. All right, so uh, you couldn't do that if it was Russia. I'll just say. All right, so the um, there's no no Great Danes in Russia. Yeah, that's it. So all right. Um, I don't think you need much of an emergency fund right now. I think I would take most of this home, of the 85000 home, uh, or, or let, let's just call it, all right, let's put something in, a, in, in the retirement. So what we would do in entree leadership is we would say take your net profit, which in, is $0.85 cents on the dollar, okay? So if we make $10,000 this month, we're going to take 8500 and call that net profit, all right, and, and uh, we would apply a formula to that and say X percentage goes home, and the rest goes into an emergency fund. Okay, a retained okay. earnings fund. In your case, I think ten percent would be more than adequate, and then take the rest home into okay. the retained earnings. No. So, my my little formula: you make you make ten thousand dollars this month. It's a big month. It's a good month. You have eighty five hundred dollars. We're going to call that profit. Or, you know, or let's call it $8,000 profit. We're going to leave the rest of it in there for expenses. That's one thing. And then we're going to set aside 10% of that 8000 So $800 goes in another account for retained earnings. And we're going to take $7,200 home. I just made a formula up. But you can do something like that to where you take the most of this home and you leave a little bit in the business and you cover expenses and the actual expenses in the business that month. Okay. And does it change any if I were to hire somebody? Like, I, I would have to set up a fund for that as, like, in case I don't have the money to cover a, a paycheck or something, correct? Uh, 
at that scale, they should get, be getting paid off the job, not off the paycheck, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not, and you're not, and, and you're not going to hire them to make enough that it's going to impact you that much. Anyway, you shouldn't on the business yeah. size. So, yeah, um, and and you would increase your income associated with them. So no, I mean maybe a little bit, but it wouldn't change substantially. I, okay. Until you get this uh, last eighty thousand at home paid off, I want to take most of this money home, other than tax money and business expenses. Okay, gotcha. Just all right, I appreciate not your help, all of it, I, but I not would... all of it, but most of it. And man, and and he, he you know, the, a guy like that is like he's heard all the jokes over and over, all the bad thirteen-year-old. He laughs all the way to the bank. Yeah, and he, it's just, but it, you know, I can't imagine what the decal on his uh, the the rap. On his on his van says right, or What's, when all of his military buddies get together and they just go around. No, the bar. I mean, there's some great these guys that do pooper scooper. They got great names out there that are hilarious. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, there's some fabulous names. But I remember a teacher during COVID who paid off like a hundred grand because she would she was teaching and she was driving and delivering, and I remember thinking, oh, she's one of those curve busters that takes everybody's excuses away. Mark goes into that camp, hundred thousand bucks collecting dog cha cha down his neighborhood. That a boy, man. Wow. There's no more excuses left. You gotta love it. Serious mic drop. This is the Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend. And their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Brittany is in Atlanta. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, Me and my husband were wanting to call in. We we obviously have debt. We have a mortgage um, and some other things like an SBA loan for the business, um, equipment loans. But we recently had a baby in um, July, and he was born with most of his, he has like 1% of his small intestine left, which leads him to be life dependent on TPN, IV nutrition. He'll eventually long-term need a transplant for his small intestine mm-hmm. for sure of. We don't know about the other organs. But our question is, do we stop um, saving? We have an emergency fund. Do we stop paying off our debt and stockpile for what's to come? We know that it's going to be very expensive but we're not sure to what extent like Medicaid insurance will help cover. So we were just kind of wanting your advice on that. What do we do for long-term? Because mm-hmm. for the transport, we'll have to relocate, things like that. So it's going to be very expensive. How you doing? I'm okay. That's a pretty, pretty rough thing. How many babies have you got? We have two boys. And my other baby I had early, but nothing was wrong with him. But with 
Benjamin, it was kind of a shock to us um, that it was that it was so so much was dead. Um, but he's he's had two surgeries so far, and they both went well. He has a central line. He'll he'll have food through like a bag IV nutrition, hmm. and um, until he can get a transplant, which could be you know as little as one or up to you know teenage years. Hmm. The older they are, the better the success. Hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. How much? So the only debts you have left are SBA and mortgage. The loan. I can tell you exactly what we have. Um, One eighty-eight k is on our mortgage. We have um, fifteen on car payments and work equipment, um, and then we have the SBA loan that was fifty thousand. Um, so altogether, we have about. Yeah. What's your household income? He brings in about fifty k a year, but he has two to three thousand that's retained saving, retained earnings, but he keeps that held back. But about a year, it's about fifty k or so, okay. and I stay home with the boys. Okay, all right. Um. Well, the the, the baby's one month old, right? A little over, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be some years, but we just want to know, like, should we only pay so much towards debt or kind of stop or just do, like, the biggest things first? Yeah. What would be your advice? Well, number one, we take care of Benjamin before we do anything, before we worry about anything, okay? Now, yes, I, it, now we've got to define then what, and you've been helping me define that, teaching me for the last few minutes what take care of Benjamin means. Okay. It could mean you yeah. don't need, and it does mean you don't need any money for a year. Okay. Right. Because you said he would be one year at the earliest before they possibly did this. Correct. Yes, sir. You have, they have to tell us children with short have to be at least a year. Right. And it depends on how like that. Some kids do really well with IV nutrition, you know, they and can go a long time with that. Yeah. And then, and, but I'm saying that the earliest is one year. Uh, yes, unless sir. other complications pop up and you would need money for those. Yes, sir. The the complications come from his central line, risk of infection, bleeding. Yeah, but we're, we're like one whole month into this. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. He's already had his second surgery. He shouldn't have any more unless problems arise. Right now it's just getting him to grow, learning how to take care of him, bringing him, ho- bringing him home. Mm-hmm. And when he comes home, he'll have home nurses for as long as he needs the care. Mm-hmm. But in our in our minds, we were like, wow, this is going to be something that, you know, we're going to need at least, from what we read, this over like $200,000, things like that for who's, the transplant. Who's paying, for the, who's paying for the nurses? Um, right now, of course, when they're born, they have their the, um, the Medicaid or the Peach State. So he's on that in the hospital. That will cover for his first year. Um, there was a mention that because he had so much of a resection that he could possibly qualify for social security, um, disability for, if you have more than 50%, you qualify for that. Um, but we're just, we're really not sure sure. what it's going to, what does your husband do for a living? He does landscaping and hardscaping. Um, cause as, as I'm hearing, um, it's almost sounds disassociative how you're able to talk in the way you are right now almost like you're the doc not the mom yeah like you've created a space because you had to and I, i'm not with you maybe you're just so I much tougher to. than me <laughs> you know what i mean you yeah speak. i i it, it breaks my heart mm-hmm. but i also feel like i have to somewhat be 
I have to make sure that I'm learning everything and trying to retain everything. Got that. And I kind got of feel sh- I get. I have to put a short part of it for how I'm feeling. Maybe I got that. More. I, I need That's you to, fair. I need you to make sure. Yeah, you're do, you're you're a mom in a crisis, and you're you're making sure st- stuff gets done, and that's that's noble. I want you to make sure you've got um, one or two girlfriends that you can just go have coffee with once a week and just tell the truth to. Okay, I he's not on the phone, but if I was to talk to a husband in this situation, and he had called me, I would tell him, "I know you love what you do, but you're gonna have to find a way to earn some more money." And you yeah. have to stop taking out fifty thousand dollar loans for a fifty thousand dollar job on your on your small business. You have to figure something else out, and it may be going to work for the man for somebody, and maybe getting two jobs working for other people. But he needs to make some more money. Y'all, got, y'all, okay. y'all, just seeing your future staring you down and choosing to ignore that reality that this is coming um, is going to and hoping that you know qualify for this, maybe get this. That's that's a tough road to hoe. And yes, sir. he's got to make some hard choices about, yeah, I need to go do something else. Okay. Yes, sir. Oh, and, and, or add something to the equation as if he wasn't already working hard because he is. Yeah. He's, we're not saying he's a bad guy. That's not No, the I question. think he's a great guy. It's I just think, question, but, I think reality changed everybody's direction. Yeah. 47,000 yeah. is going to make this really tough. To make it really okay, tough. Yes. The math is really hard on that. So in the meantime, while he's considering that and we're doing anything we can do to get some extra income into this house to add to this equation, I would do nothing on the debt. I would just pile up cash. Let's do that okay. until, uh, until after the first of the year and let's okay. get, let's get Benjamin's six month birthday anyway, and, and have a little bit of a track record on all of these different very vari- medical variables that are moving in different directions at all times. Um, and if, if things are, still progressing exactly like you currently think they're going to by January and you had, you know, some money saved up, you may want to start talking about paying off the car and paying off the little debt, the SBA Mm -hmm. and the house. I'm not worried about, they can just sit there as long as you pay the minimums on them until we get Benjamin squared away. But I'd love as you're fighting for, for him with your wallet, I'd love to not have the car and the equipment loan. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But I don't want to do that today. Today, I just want you to have some money. Just stack some cash because Benjamin needs um, some margin, some money margin between uh, him and whatever he's facing. Yes, sir. Because they say with the transplant that there's only so many few places that do it in the world. Mm-hmm. And most of the locations are far from us. So we'd have to relocate. That means, you know, paying to stay somewhere else, things like that. Yep. Yeah. If you haven't done this already, go get yourself a binder. And maybe spend a couple extra bucks and get a nice one and get some dividers and begin to keep all of this in a centralized place. But, and particularly the questions you don't have answers to yet. Where are those three places? What are some real estate things you can look at? Because you're going to pop your head up in the middle of the night and not be able to sleep. And you'll be able to, oh, I've already got those questions written down. I can just go in order. And it's a way of keeping this chaos control what i can control i'm going to keep it right here in this binder and every time i have a question about how much does formula cost this iv stuff cost how much does this cost how long is the nurse is going to keep coming when does medicaid cut off i'm going to write all these those things down and i'm going to make it my my day job in addition to taking care of these boys getting some answers to these things and keeping it all in one centralized place and Brittany, um you call us here anytime you got a question we want to help we got you we want to help We understand, and um, we'll be praying for Mr. Benjamin. This is The Ramsey Show.
Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us. Evan is in Lexington, Kentucky. Hi, Evan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. How can I help? So some context about our situation. I'm a medical student. Uh, my wife's an enrollment counselor at a university. Um, she brings in $37,000. Um, she does that, but she's got four bachelor's degrees. Um, they're all in different areas of Christian ministry. Um, and so we, we just got signed up on every dollar and all that stuff. Um, but we're trying to figure out, um, even with like living well below our means, we're still kind of going a little bit about our budget. So we're trying to figure out, should she seek a higher job? Uh, should I do the, the terrible thing of taking out a little bit more student loans, or, or what do you think? Uh, you're suggesting taking out student loans to live on? Um, yeah, because I'm not able to work during school. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's by far not the, the primary thing we want to do. Yeah. yeah. So that's not even on the table. That's just straight up dumb. Um, She's got four bachelor's degrees? Why is she not making more money? Um, honestly, we live in a low-income area. Uh, they're in Christian ministry, and people don't want to pay. And she kind of has to work from home right now because she's been dealing with uh, some chronic pain. How old is she? Uh, she's 23. What kind of chronic pain does a 23-year-old have? Oh, man, that's a good question. We've seen every kind of doctor, and they're still trying to figure that out. We're paying on a $3,000 MRI that insurance wouldn't cover and all that stuff. So she doesn't really know. She's in physical therapy, but beyond that, they haven't really told us anything. And how did she manage four different um, bachelor's degrees in the same place? Yeah, so a lot of the degrees had overlaps with the courses, so she was able to take a lot of different like kind of expand out spend about four and a half years and yeah got them all knocked out together so i'm just gonna say this i don't want to project my world onto hers but as a guy who couldn't quit going to school it was a a harsh stop in front of the mirror that finally said what are you running from and what are you what are you trying to chase mm-hmm. right because i got a whole bunch of degrees too and it looks cool on paper, but actually the dark secret behind it was I was running and running and running, trying to prove to everybody that I had some sort of value. But she's not in school. No, she's out. But that same attitude goes into your professional world. It goes into your I can't do this kind of thing. There's a lot going on here. Is that right? Uh, yeah, she honestly, uh, she wasn't a Christian and she got saved and she wanted to go learn about God in college. So she just took all the Christian classes she could. Um, she really didn't go because she was actually looking for a job. Or she, you know, at the so time. What are her, what are her, what are her four degrees? What are they in? Um, they're in Christian studies, which is like scholarship and text criticism about the Bible, the youth family ministry. Um, then like, it's like 
family ministry just in general and then just a missions degree as well. Okay. All right. There are some sizable churches in the Lexington and Louisville markets that could use an administrative person that has this level of knowledge and it's worth double Mm $37,000. Okay. So here's the thing that can happen in an arc like you're with. And, um, I've been functioning in the Christian community, uh, for 40 years now. Um, and, uh, Sometimes what can happen is is that we say uh, that in order to in our minds somewhere deep down inside in order to serve God we have to make no money, right? And um, that is not in the Bible. Um, and you don't you know in order for it to be holy I have to take the skill set that I have and make half of what I could make somewhere else by working at a nonprofit and then I get to call it holy, or working at a ministry right. and then I get to call it holy. Uh, the, the holy work is when you are doing something as unto the Lord, do your work, uh, Colossians 3.22, as unto God, heartily as unto God. When you do it with excellence and your, your work, your service to your employer, your excellence is your ministry, is your worship. Um, not necessarily exactly what is happening inside the building that you work at. Now, we're blessed mm-hmm. at Ramsey in that we get to do actual ministry, and uh, and in a for-profit setting and pay people more than market rate to work here, the most excellent people on the planet. And so, uh, you know, we've got it all, we got the whole enchilada, but we had to work through that emotionally and spiritually to make that okay before we could go do it. Um, so I don't know if she's struggling with, and I don't know how this impacts the medical situation or if the medical situation impacts this, which one's the tail and which one's the dog, but... Uh, this idea that um, because I met Jesus and radically got saved and I went and studied a bunch of Christian stuff, I am uh, doing my best for God by making no money while we're talking about taking out a student loan while you're studying medicine is just not that, – that is not a true statement. So, yes, she should go make more money. And, yes, if she has to go to an office to do that – and uh, if she can handle the pain of doing that physically, she should go to an office and go make seventy or eighty thousand dollars. She should do that for her, regardless of your medical career. Right. And you can also get yeah, degrees in theology and go work at a marketing agency or at a police station. You can work all over the place with those degrees as well. You're not limited to just doing ministry stuff. Okay. Because she's she's willing to step out of the. Uh the mold to do that she like i said she's going to start her master's in counseling no but no no she does not need a master's in no. counseling she's addicted to education yeah she's addicted to pushing reality down the street and you're talking this is the pot talking to the kettle here man there, no. has, there has to be some peace inside her own heart inside her own home and you're not going to find it at the university getting a degree it's not there so go into the marketplace and love people well serve people well somehow Go do something with excellence. Go do something with gusto and make a pile of money doing it. Just like you're going to do, like you're going to be a doc uh, and do that as a person of faith. Do that with gusto. My doc is a person of faith. I don't, I'd rather not have a doc that's not. And so, you know, you get to do that from medical school. And there's, you know, there's no, re- there's no rule that says you're not allowed to make money in this process. Um, it's just not there. It's not there. That's a, a toxic version of Christianity that's gotten woven into too many people's minds. And so, um, 
Yeah, we, we've just got to we got to break that. So I I, I think she, it's best for. I I will put out an idea, and I do not know the nature of her medical condition, and I am not a medical professional. But having done what I do a long time, I will put out an idea that were she in something where she was making a pile of money and extremely fulfilled, I would uh, think you might see a reduction in pain. And you have great human connection. It's, 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 you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Sometimes yeah. chronic pain is your body telling you we got to change this environment. Th- that's your direction is and it's, wrong. And it's hard. And because retreating it hurts. to another degree, retreating and working only from home might not be the best it thing. It might for, stir it up even. Yeah. Might it's be tough. making it's it very worse. Tough. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not saying we don't know that, but there's a possibility that that's in there. Right. Yeah. That this sounds like it started. There's a pattern developing in this conversation here. So uh, just, the happiness is somewhere over there after I cross that finish line and that finish line. And I'm going to say this to my colleagues, my former colleagues. Shame on you guys for accepting somebody through a program, four different bachelor's degrees out of the same department with the same classes, with the same professors, taking more money and more money and more money. I was blessed, Dave, to have a teacher because I tried to do that too in my undergrad. And they said, no, no, you complete this. And then you go on to graduate school if that's what you want to do. But I needed some wisdom there. And this institution sounds like they just kept taking her money and kept taking her money and kept taking her money. And for what? You're going to go to a church and be like, well, you got a degree in Christian studies and you got a degree in Christian ministry, but man, you should have got that degree in Christian something or other, so we can't, you can't work here. That's not how that works. Not, not how, how that works. works. At all. Not how that works at all. Yeah. Shame on that school. Yeah. All right. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, host of the book, own host of the book, author of the book, the number one best-selling book, uh, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and the brand new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, which is on pre-sale now. All of those things and host of the Dr. John Deloney show on the Ramsey Networks. He's my co-host today. Thanks for hanging out. James is with us. James is in Orlando. Hi, James. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me on. Sure, man. What's um, up? I, so I'm having trouble getting to pay off my debt. I've tried many different things, make budget apps, different things like that. And I've just come to the realization over the past few days, actually, that I'm just not, I, I, I lack the discipline really needed to stop living paycheck to paycheck. And the saddest part is I have a really good salary. And, what, what's your, uh, what's your and really good really, salary? Um, I make one seventy. Oh, that's impressive. Okay, how much debt do you have, sir? Uh, uh, collectively, I have twenty seven, uh, twenty seven, twenty eight thousand dollars. What kind of woke me up on this is I ignored my debt for years, um, and then one of my both of my credit cards were canceled, and I settled one of them and that was fine. And then the other one, I honestly completely forgot about until a few days ago when I received a, 
I was served because they're suing me for the debt. And that kind of woke me up where I said, I need to stop pushing things. I think I kept pushing things forever because I said, well, you know, I have a good amount of money coming in, you know, my next paycheck and I'll deal with it then. But yeah. how, how long have you been uh, making 170 James? Just for about six months. What were you making before that? Um, I was making, I I was out of work for about a year during COVID, mm -hmm. which really hit me hard. Mm -hmm. And so during that I was doing Uber mm -hmm. and making, you know, about 20,000 a year before that I was making 90. What do you do? I work in politics. Okay. Consulting. Okay. So is that cyclical? Does that go away in another nine months? No, um, I, I, this will be my salary at least for the next few years. Um, I don't anticipate it changing or changing jobs. The, some things to keep in mind, too, I have to have two places to live because my job commutes a lot between here in Orlando and in New York City. Some of my uh, colleagues that I work with do hotels, um, but most people just end up having two places of residence. So, Do, do, you, have, do you currently have two places of residence? Yes. And how much is the New York apartment? The New York apartment is um, two thousand. Um, how much is the Orlando um, apartment? Um, Twelve hundred. Um, but my my girlfriend uh, and I split it. So okay. So so well, this is um, sorry. The twelve hundred is what I pay in my split. Okay. So this is forty thousand dollars. So so basically, you've been spending somewhere all of your money for the last six months, which is $85,000. It's other than some rent is unaccounted for. Yeah. So where are you spending your money, James? So it's a combination of me living beyond my means. Yeah. Um, yeah I think. And also, yeah, it's a combination of that, but also the, there are some key different things that I just don't have that I think. So for instance, I don't have a car. I do need to get a car. And instead of, because, you know, I've been, my credit is James, and I've been worried about where is $80,000 gone in six months. You're starting to sound like Congress. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's, I've been renting cars a lot. Um, instead of buying, I, my girlfriend's out of work. So I've been covering a lot of her expenses and then I'm living uh, beyond. So my that whole thing on really. splitting the rent was bull crap. Yeah. She, she'll, yeah, yeah, she'll, yeah. She, she does that, but beyond that, but beyond that, I've been covering a lot of things. So it's, I definitely need to get my stuff together. The other thing to keep. The, okay. Let's let here's what I do that. in these situations. And I, I have mm -hmm. to set a new set of things instead of going, I'm, I, I'm just not good at this. I've not got any discipline. I, and you keep naming off all these things that you are, that you actually aren't. It's just what you do. Um, that's not your actual identity. Uh, so what I decided a year, a few years ago, I had the blessing of going completely bankrupt and losing everything. So I didn't have a choice. I was in an extreme situation. The only way I could eat would, was to behave. The only way my children had a warm home was to behave. I didn't have a choice. And so what I've done with folks like you over the years is I want you to put yourself mentally in a space as if you don't have a choice. Let's just pretend this. Okay. Let's pretend that you go to the doctor this afternoon and he says, 
you need $27,000 by Christmas or you're going to die. All of a sudden, James, you would be a person of discipline. All of a sudden, your budget would be perfect. All of a sudden, your stupid decisions would go away because you would have one goal. I want to live. I want $27,000 by December. And suddenly, all of this bull crap that's running around in your head would become laser-focused, and you'd be going, $27,000. James got one goal. Stay alive. Get $27,000. No other goal matters. No other crap matters. My colleagues have two apartments. Who gives a crap what your colleagues do? You are a broke guy making $170. You got to change some crap. Really, this has got you got to you got to get up in your face, man. Get up in your own grill and go. That's enough. I've had it. I am. This is crazy. I'm ashamed. I'm disgusted with how this looks and how this feels because that's what you've been telling me. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so disgusted that I'm going to change it. And if you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, James, that's when you change your life. Yeah. Because you you know stupid people don't make 170 grand a year. They don't. They don't even get hired. Okay? You couldn't even have gotten the job if you were stupid. So you're not stupid. But, buddy, you've been doing some stupid stuff, hadn't you? Yeah. So stop it. For real. Just pretend you need $27,000 by Christmas or you're going to die. And all of a sudden, I'm not renting any cars. I'm going to go get me a $4,000 car and put it down here in the driveway. Or I'm going to Uber somewhere. And I'm going to Uber. I'm not renting any more cars. I'm going to quit. We are not going out to eat. And, hey, uh, Chick, you need to get a job or you need to move out because I'm getting rid of this $2,400 apartment for two broke people if you don't. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, I'm getting out of this New York lease for sure, and we're going to rent a cheap, stinking hotel over across the river and haul your little butt over the Staten Island Ferry over there and get to work. And, you know, you don't have to spend that kind of money to work in New York. Because um, you got to change some stuff, man. It, that, that, if I'm you, that's what I'm doing. But you got, you got to turn this disgust into behavior change, the shame into behavior change. This is The Ramsey Show. Thanks for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. We appreciate you being here. Hey, folks, if you uh, like what you're hearing, we would appreciate you subscribing to the show uh, or click the follow button. Uh, You can also uh, share the show, share a link. uh, If if your particular methodology has a share button, use that. Um, Or you could just tell people about it. That's sharing it, right? So. Spread the word. We know you are because our ratings and our listenership and our rankings with iPhones or iTunes and Apple and all that stuff, they continue to go up. iPhones and iTunes, it's none of that. It's Apple. It's literally the oldest sentence I've heard uh, all day. It's just like that was a, the worst possible <laughs> dinosaur recognition So I was the on the phone world. with Blockbuster. Yeah, that's yeah, what that sounded you, like. You go to run yourself down to Blockbuster, get yourself a VHS get tape. Get yourself okay? a tape. Get yourself a tape. <laughs> Let's oh, do the well. question of the day. Let's do that, please, God. Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. (laughs) Is your to-do list too long, whether it's a simple repair or a whole list of home improvements? Mr. Handyman's experienced professionals are here to make your home work for you. Visit Neighborly.com to find expert home service providers, including a locally operated Mr. Handyman near you. All right, today's question comes from Kyle in Minnesota. Kyle writes, I'm 34, I've been married for five years, and I have two children under three. 
So basically, he's living in a blender with the top off. For the first time in our lives, together we are debt-free. My wife is very frugal woman, a, a very frugal, wonderful woman. I had to make sure you got that in there. And has been pa- very patient with me as I've worked through debt that I have brought into the marriage. We just sold our home to take advantage of the market and are currently renting again. From the sale of our home, we paid off twenty grand in high-interest credit card debt. We put an emergency fund away, and we have the money to put away a six, a three, six-month fund. After this, we have thirty thousand dollars left over, which is an incredible feeling. But I'm scared to even have it available. I don't want to screw this up. I just know that thirty thousand dollars can di- disappear pretty quick if I'm not responsible. I'm wondering if we should lock up this money in a CD, or should I take, um, or should I take the route to face the things in me that would make me be irresponsible? For the first time in a long time, I have the burden of debt off me completely, and I want to keep it that way. What's your advice for some changes I can make to actually become a responsible person and not have to lock my money down into a bank to watch over it for me? Whew, that's a long question there. Um, very self-aware. Yeah, very self-aware. And I like. I mean, I, th- I think his approach is actually right because a lot of folks run into a... Um, into this kind of situation and they instantly go to shame, they go to character issues, they go to, I'm a failure. And this guy is looking at it, which I think is in the right way, which is, all right, there's a set of skills I don't have. And so I'm going to begin to to seek, seek out these skills and begin to practice it. That's mm-hmm. good for you, Kyle. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's very good. And so what I know about myself is when I get emotional and it sounds like money is something that spins your body up, makes you emotional. So when I get emotional... I bring other people into that conversation because I know one thing about Deloney, and that's when he gets emotional, uh, he gets irrational, and he does dumb stuff. And so I will bring one or two friends in. I happen to sit by Dave and ask him questions regularly. I have a banker that I'm close to that I'm friends with that I can run stuff by. So I make sure I've got people in my life as I'm learning a new set of skills. The other thing I do is, I'm uh, Dave, I, I we've talked about this on the show a lot, you set a new identity. I'm a guy that stewards his money well for himself and his family. That's who I am. And I'm going to reverse engineer a set of skills, a set of behaviors that's going to back that up. I do not spend money out of this account. This is going to be your house fund, by the way. I do not spend money out of the house fund. I don't. That's just who I am. And if that means don't carry your debit card, great. If that means fill in the blank while you're learning, great. But that, I'm, Dave, that's, that, those are, that's the path I'm going to take. Yeah, you're exactly right. So, Kyle, when I was 28 years old, we had lost everything. We'd filed bankruptcy because of my irresponsibility, because I borrowed too much money, got into a bunch of debt. I'm doing flip this house before Chip and Joanna were there to tell us how. And um, I had choices at that point. My identity could be I'm a guy who filed bankruptcy. I'm a failure with money. I'm a guy who doesn't know how to handle money. I'm a guy that believed a bunch of get-rich-quick lies and um, failed. I'm a business failure. Um, all of those would be accurate statements about the activity, but not about the person. Because I, you know, I'm not going to self-identify as a failure. Those are things I did. That's not those are things I, I did. They're not who I am. Right. And so instead, I said, and I didn't know I was doing it at the time. I learned this from you later, but I accidentally did it. I just said, uh, I'm a guy that made a lot of mistakes with money, and I learned not to borrow money. I'm a guy that never borrows money. 
But let's let's I, you've told Ever. your story. Let's get in between that. You were a guy that said, "I'm going to learn about this the right way." Yeah, I'm going to learn how this works. It's a set of skills from the Bible and, and from God and your grandmother. Common sense. I'm a guy that used to believe academic hogwash about money that half the culture believes, and half the culture is broke because of it. And I don't have to follow them. I'm not a lemming. I'm going to go learn. I'm going to learn how this really works from rich people and from the Bible. I'm going to put a stake in the ground. And I learned I don't borrow money anymore. And that's who I am. I, I'm, I, I identify as someone who doesn't borrow money, period. And I'm, I, I, you know, how did I get there? Well, that's an interesting story. But doesn't matter. The identity is I don't borrow money. I was a guy who would mix up everything like you, Kyle, and say, well, I mean, if there's money in the account, you know, if there's checks in the checkbook, there must be money in the account. I mean, it's just like we'll figure this out because I'm a total surplus guy. I do. I am not a uh, uh, um, scarcity, a mindset, scarcity mindset at all. I'm, I, there's always an abundance. There's always a surplus. The glass is always half full with me. I, I, uh, for years, I tried to out earn my stupidity. Because of that, just because I believe it's, we'll go figure it out. We can make some more money. Money's always out there. We're just going to go get some of it. And, uh, blah, 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 blah. and so, and, but not having that emergency fund set to the side was driving my wife to distraction. I mean, into sheer freaking terror. And so I had to set an emergency fund aside and say, uh, for the sake of my marriage, the thing I have learned is I, I am going to pretend like that money's not there. We don't even touch the emergency fund still. If there's an emergency, we just figure it out and don't touch the emergency fund. We have never touched the emergency fund in 30 years because we can't touch it. It's not there. And if we do, Sharon would be launched into orbit somewhere and we'd have to pull her back down. She, If you get near that emergency fund, it reminds her of bankruptcy and, uh, and the lights being cut off and the water being cut off and a little kid with no food. And she remembers all this stuff and she remembers it very clearly. And so we can't go near that fund. And I'm okay with that. I don't even remember it's there anyway. I got to figure it out because I forgot it. So that's what you do. You set this money aside in a completely separate account attached to nothing and you forget that it's there. What does that look like in real life? It looks like this. I am never going to borrow money again. I'm a guy that will never borrow money. I'm going to steward my family's finances along with my wife. Hey, Dave, we got to get a new car. This thing's ridiculous. Not happening. Hey, Dave, the air conditioner just went on the car. We don't have any money. I'm not buying it. Hey, Dave, fill in the blank. Or, I'm tired. I want to go on vacation. Yeah. Sorry. So here's the thing. Sharon, when we the kids were this size mm-hmm. when we're coming out of the bankruptcy and we're digging out. <laughs> I, don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever told this. and I'm probably going to get in trouble. But she would get this blender with the top off i mean little kids running around by the end of the day she's spent just taking care of small people that don't make sense right and it's just they're just they're just wild just mulefants animals right it's just crazy they're feral and so you come home and she's got that wild look in her eyes and she's like i need a vacation i need a vacation i need a vacation and it became a thing it's like, I need a vacation. And we're like, well, we don't want any money. We're not going on vacation. So, but it was just, she knew that and she knew we weren't going, but it was her way of expressing the, the frustration with the day. So we, we finally got out, we're, you know, cleared up. We got a bunch, we're starting to make some money. We'd saved us some money. We bought a house and paid cash for it. We're doing pretty good. A couple years later, we bought, we pulled a hundred thousand dollars out and bought this tiny little shack of a lake house. And I had this whole thing printed up with a picture of the lake house on it, and we named the lake house Sharon's Vacation. Because <laughs> she had earned that vacation. She talked about that for so much. But, you know, it's a matter of saying this stuff out loud and yet being grown-ups about it. So re-identify with this, Kyle. Re-identify and say, I'm a guy that saves money. I'm not an irresponsible guy. I used to be. 
but I'm not anymore. And it's it's hard getting there. I used to be a lot of things, but I'm not anymore. That's right. Thank God. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. The phone number is 888 5225 This is the Ramsey Show. Stephen is with us. Stephen is in Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. How are you doing today, sir? Great, man. What's up? Yeah, so here's the deal for myself. Um, currently, I make uh, $61,000 a year. Um, I am hourly, so it breaks down about $29 an hour. Um, I have a great opportunity to move jobs in the same industry and go to salary and with a salary change up to $88,000 a year. So that might seem like a no-brainer for some people, but some of the issues with myself are the following. Um, so the job is somewhere else. And we would have to sell our house. Um, the part of that would be we've only lived in our house for coming up on a year. And so that's one issue. The other issue, um, we would have to move in with our mother-in-law um, for at least six months to a year until we either found something to rent or to buy. And then really the biggest thing is we it love It doesn't our house. take six months um, to find something to rent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right there. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we can so take I the mother-in-law thing as mandatory off the table. <laughs> yeah, that's shenanigans, dude. It's an option, but it's not yeah. mandatory. That's you coming up with reasons well, to not do this. Yeah, well, so um, luckily I like my mother-in-law, unlike some people, so she, she's great. Um, that's I okay. I like mine, but I'm living with her. <laughs> I understand. I understand. All right. So um, what? where so, is the other job? So the other job would be in, in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how long have you lived um, in Cleveland? Um, we lived in Cleveland for two years. Bought our house last September. Rented before that. And you um, moved so from where? Our house almost a year. Where did you move? Um, the, yeah, the town where we would be going back to. Oh, so you're going back um, home, so to speak. Correct. Yes, and I is that what you want to do? Forget the money. Right. Let's say it, let's it say is. you could make eighty eight thousand there, or you could make eighty eight thousand in Cleveland. Where would you live? It would be with family. Um, I was also going to say as as well, um, we don't have any relatives in Cleveland. It was mostly to move. Um, to Okay, so you get to move where myself. you want to move, back home, near family, and make more money. What is the question? Bye, Felicia. I know. <laughs> Go. I know. I know. And I, I, know, and I, I guess I, I'm probably the one that sounds dumb on my end, but there's so, like, there's so much emotional attachment. I should add my wife and I just welcomed a baby girl. I'll be six months in two weeks. Um, and so many firsts in, in our first home, you know, bringing her home, finding out, you know, that she's going to be a girl, all those things. Dude, it's, it's a box um, of sticks with a roof on it, man. Go be with your family. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. And yeah. It, it'll it'll be hard yeah. for a year. It will be hard for about a minute right. and a half. But go home, man. Sure. Sure. And I guess, okay, so I, I guess that portion's answered. My second portion would be, um, with the money that we would profit from our house, luckily I'm pretty handy as well as my father-in-law. We did some work on our house. Um, we bought it for, um, 168 currently payoff is 155. Um, we just had it appraised for 230 with the improvements that we made. Um, hopefully selling it for more than that with the market currently. So pocketing around 50,000. So my question is I, with that money, how much should I throw towards a debt, if not all of it? 
and how much should I save? How much debt do you have? Um, so I currently have around $14,000 in credit card debt. Um, I have around 6000 in medical bills. Um, and that's really it besides the house. Okay. Um, I'm luckily... When is know, the one year... When did you actually close on the home to own it? Um, September 22nd. Of... To be precise. Of 22. Uh, of last year. Of 22. Yes, Yes, sir. Okay, you do not yes, close before September 22nd of 23 because you will be taxed at ordinary income versus long-term capital gains. Okay, if you okay, own the house one year, if you own it one year, you get taxed on one time one year capital on long-term capital gains. If you own it two years, you have no taxes at all. Okay. So, you don't okay. close even if you put it on the market yet tomorrow, you don't close before September 22nd. Yeah, I doubt you would. You probably wouldn't anyway, yeah. But just make sure, okay? Right. Then you're going to sure. have a tax okay. of 15% of your gain. Your gain is this. What you sell it for, 230, minus what you paid for it, minus sales expenses minus any big capital improvements that you and your father-in-law did to the house. Name me something mm -hmm. big you did to the house. Uh, we replaced the back deck. Okay, well, what things. did the deck cost? Labor included. Um, um, well, if we were going so we did have somebody come out and just give us a quote. It was going to be around $9,000. Okay, $9,000 comes off of this. Okay. Okay. Because, you, you know, you got to pay labor to fix the deck. Sure. All right. And so stuff like that. So you're not going to have much gain because you got expenses minus you got $50,000 gain, but you've got expenses come sales expenses coming off of that. You're going to have some realtor fees, some other stuff. That's going to be easily 10, 15,000 bucks. You're going to have this other $10,000 for the deck. So you're not going to have a very big gain, but you whatever the gain is, you're going to be taxed at 15% of the gain. So if the gain is $20,000, that's $3,000 taxes mm -hmm. understood okay? okay so you gotta set that aside then we'll pay all of these pay these twenty thousand dollars worth of uh debt off and then when you move you probably are going to rent for a little while and save up some money and buy a house that's what i would do right and yeah. you're going right. back to an area that you know really well why do you why have you locked yourself into your mother-in-law's house for six months um it's mostly I, we don't want to make any type of um very quick decisions as to what kind of house we're going to buy next well, so um, don't we buy so rent sure. just go go get your rental house for six months yeah and then pile up yeah, some cash good. and you know have your baby in your own home with your own wife and your own independent little nuclear family there and let yeah. your mother-in-law come visit you yeah that's what they're supposed to do and then they can go home and then you can let them go home and all of that. It's they all can good. take your baby with you. So you can yeah, they can actually babysit at their home. That's very nice. Okay. I'm liking this even better now. Grandparents like it too, by the way, I'll be taking, I'll be taking care of one of mine tonight. So there you go. The grandkid that is. So, uh, yeah, that, that none of them living with me though. I'm just saying. All right. So, um, anyway, yeah, that, that's what I would do, man. Uh, so I don't think there's any, the only negative side of the equation was memories of the home he's lived in for less than one year. Was that the only negative? Yeah, I think, again, it's a similar conversation we had with an earlier caller. I think there is something about, I'm an hourly guy, that's kind of who I am, I fix stuff. Hey, here's a salary job for $88,000, and those are jobs uh, that other guys get. 
Okay. And now I'm going to be a suit. I'm going to be an indoor guy, and that's a different. That's a that's a different mental shift, and that's well, why. Well, and your you know, and your cousin who isn't is going to be living near you because you're moving back near him. That's right. And yeah. you're going to have more money than your parents. You're going to. It's just going to be a different ball game, and that's it's 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 wise to to get in front of that starting line and say, is this the right the right trajectory? And that's why you call people and say, hey, I can't see this clearly. What do you think? And Dave and I are telling you. Move to Virginia. Have it, enjoy your time. Kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, go yeah. for it, man. Yeah, We're yeah. proud of you. Yeah, it's um, but let's let's keep this family stuff real clean, clear. Yeah, clear lines, clear lines. It's just good for everybody. It's good for relationships. It's good for money. So you're debt free. You're living in a rental for six months. You've got some money, not a bunch, but you got some money in an account. You're going to be adding to that, and next spring you're looking for a place. I remember when Sheila and I moved from our first house that we ever bought. I remember it was so nostalgic and I drove by a couple of years ago just to like as a drive down memory lane and I was just remember going, ugh. And I finally had gotten pat man, it's just a box. You're such a snob. It's a box. You're a snob. No, nah, man. You you're just too good for that neighborhood now. Oh no, that neighborhood's way, <laughs> way better than than I am. <laughs> way better. That's what I, I went back and I went, either this place went down or my tastes have changed. <laughs> Probably both. Probably Actually, both. in this case, it was both. Yeah, it's gone down, and my tastes have changed. Yeah, yeah. So I'm snob, I'm straight up snob. Yeah, I, I've adjusted my expectations in life. There you go. Oh, that's going to clip well on social media. Uh, you know, I worry about that. I, I lay know. awake at work. I, Twitter bothers. I just I wonder about. I worry about what Twitter thinks about me. It's my my biggest fear, John. Well, now that you're a TikTok sensation, man. No, there's that. That's, see there. So that's why I don't care about Twitter. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Colossians 3.23, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Jordan Peterson says, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. And they're seldom the same thing, John. They're They're almost never the same thing. Pursue what is meaningful. It's very seldom that something that is meaningful is also expedient. They just don't usually line up. Kelly is with us. Kelly's in Nashville. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you for taking my call today. Sure. What's up? Um, So about three years ago, right at the start of COVID, we were blessed to be able to come out and do our debt-free scream with you, and we paid off everything minus our home, and we went back to California, and then we said, you know what, we're going to do this whole shebang, and we sold our home in California, moved out here to Tennessee, and we paid off our mortgage, bought a home out here, so we are physically completely debt-free, thankful, you know, to you, and of course, my husband, who had to get me on board, but um, we're very blessed, but now... So you pay cash for a house when you moved? Yes. Yes. So we physically have no debt um, whatsoever. How's that feel? Uh, I still think about it. It's, it's very, it's very rewarding. And I'm very blessed because we have 11 year old and an eight year old. And we've really, I was the, the word, the wisdom and the wine, you know, and all that. And so I were able to get through, but it was good. It, it, it's nice to be here now in this place. Um, but we did move our family. We, I was, my husband and I were born and raised in California. Um, it's not a place to raise children anymore. So we came to the the promised land of Tennessee. Um, but my question to you, and I'm glad I also have um, Mr. Deloney there as well, but um, my husband was in the same profession. He was a physical therapist at a practice for 14 years. Um, I'm in an aesthetic sales industry. And so we did the move 
And I think he's kind of fallen into a rut. Uh, we were working for 21 months to pay off all the debt and then now not having that goal to work towards anymore. That I think part of him is kind of lost, but he doesn't have that. Um, we moved from all of our friends and family trying to, you know, get that built here has been a little bit of a struggle. And I think he's kind of hit, you know, a wall in his profession. And I'm trying to tell him to quit his profession and work at the golf course part time. <laughs> but he's having a really hard time. And until I called in and spoke to Dave and Dave gave us the okay that he can quit his job. Um, this was like, I just wanted to get your idea on what he could possibly do now in, you know, in regards to his thoughts. And feeling like he's still, I, had, I, I don't know. I still work full-time. I love working. Did um, he I quit? Don't know if, uh, no, he didn't quit. He's still a physical therapist here. How many hours um, is he working? He is working five days a week. Um, so, you know. 40 hours a week. Yeah. And yeah. What, what is his problem then? Kelly, that's not the job, so, man. It's not the job. So I feel like he's lost his passion for physical therapy. He has not. If- he's not. He's not. He's not. He is a okay. an incredibly lonely man without a mission. Okay. Without a unified, without, he's not standing shoulder to shoulder with his wife saying what's next for us because you crossed that finish line and you went, wahoo, and you went straight over to the beer stand and he was like, what's the next workout? Yeah. And so- Y'all have to make a decision that we are going to go away on a retreat, just the two of us, and do something we never thought possible, and that is plan for the future. What could be now that we've done all this hard work, and y'all got to create a new roadmap quickly. Okay. Well, and I think too, I still want to work full time. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really good at what I do. I do sales, and technically, I feel we could. Kelly, you don't have to Mike. listen, Kelly. You don't have to apologize you don't have to no, qual- no. qualify i'm not apologize i'm not apologizing i just want to know if our numbers are in line where i could physically get him out of doing what he's been doing for the last i don't think he needs to i don't think that i don't think that's what it is i think he's lonelier than you can imagine and and the the men i he, talk he to no longer has something to work towards and he has nobody around him no no gang his, and, ga- his gang's back in California, and he's, he has no goal. The goal's gone. He'll be miserable at a golf course. He'd be miserable as a, a CEO at, at HCA downtown. He's going to be miserable wherever sure. he happens to be. Okay. <laughs> and so and, 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 if y'all got on the same page and y'all said, okay, mm-hmm. we want to have this kind of house, we want to have this kind of vacation, we want to save this kind of money for our kids' college, and y'all started a plan, and you slowed down now that you've been sprinting, and y'all started inviting people over once a week to your house, intentionally leaving out a basket of laundry just so y'all could practice getting over that. And then you do that for six months, and then he comes to you, and y'all have a couple of friends, and he goes out to have nachos and drinks with them and says, hey, guys, I think I'm going to quit my job. Now we can have that conversation. But you're, you would be running from one, one hollow moment to another. Wherever okay. he goes, he's going to show up there. And if he is aimless and he is lonely, he's going to show up there too. So it changes from, um, I'll tell you, a, a book you can pick up is um, Bob Buford wrote a book years ago called Halftime. Okay. And it's not unusual for males, in particular men, to uh, spend the first half of their life in acquisition, the acquiring of things, and the second half of their life in search of significance. And that's the stage that we're shifting through here. The baby step seven has pushed that forward regardless of his age. And so, um, you know, uh, I went through that really early because I went broke and because I started this, that I moved immediately where I didn't care about acquisition. I cared about significance, doing what I do, helping people was a lot more important to me than 
piling up a pile of stuff. And I went through it about mm-hmm. 24 months ago. That's why I'm so passionate about yeah, it. So, I just, just went through this. Yeah, so, so making that shift intentionally. Now, what some what it sounds like for some people is they stay at work and they say, my new goal is um, I've got a heart for fill in the blank. I've got a heart mm-hmm. for uh, adoption, for foster kids being adopted. I've got a friend that's all over that, okay? And um, so I'm going to... I, I'm going to build a thing where we can pay for other people to do adoptions, and I'm going to build a, a pile of money to do that. And I'm going to set that goal very clearly, and I'm going to throw money at it until the pile is that big, and then we're going to do that. And Or I'm going to build a, a, a home for unwed mothers, or I'm going to – I don't care what it is – but something mm-hmm. it's probably something that means something in his life history or something that he cares about. But uh, I'm going to do this thing for the unborn. I'm going to do this thing for hungry children. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to be Dolly Parton and I'm going to print books and give them to every child in Tennessee every month. And uh, it's one of the things she's done, obviously. And so mm-hmm. uh, and she comes out of the hills of East Tennessee where literacy was a problem. It's important to read to kids. And so every child in Tennessee gets a book from Dolly Parton every month. It's a fabulously large foundation. So, But, I mean, way to go, Miss Dolly. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. She's an institution. But, I mean, you can do all kinds. But that, So the goal doesn't have to be acquisition anymore. It could be generosity. Right. There's but, another great book called Second Mountain, goal. Second Mountain by David Brooks. But here, here I, where I think men make this mistake is they go off by themselves to come up with this new goal. I think this is a moment when y'all sit down and dream together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And do that together. And it might, and it might not come the first time you get, you know, the first weekend away. Yeah, the I mean, first weekend away might just be a huge exhale. We did it. Yeah. Let's it, just put a stick in the ground. We celebrate. Yeah. But um, yeah, you need something to aim at. And then you can make a decision if the job is really the problem and you need people in community in your life. And then you can make a decision if the job is the problem, because I'm not sure it is. I'm not sure it is. It was very fulfilling for a lot of years. Right. And suddenly it's horrible. Right. Yeah. That that's suspect. And if, and again, I want everyone hearing me to say this, like if he quits his job and he works part-time at a golf course, he'll feel some relief instantaneously. And then one day he'll be washing his hands in that bathroom and he'll look up and see himself in the mirror and realize he went with him. That same guy with no friends, that same guy that doesn't have a plan with his wife, he's just making 14% of his other salary. (laughs) And he's dug himself a hole because he jumped off the ship. Um, He jumped off the roller coaster. And so, man, let's get together and dream, dream, dream and sit down. And hey, like in my case, my wife and I sat down and had this conversation several years ago and I said, I don't see myself in a university setting long term I'm going to begin to get another start training if, into some other field great it took several years it took five years to get there but we had a plan together that we mapped out together and we ended up here right mm-hmm. so whatever that happens to be don't jump off the ship just yet I don't think this is one uh, is the job that puts us hour of the Ramsey show in the books we'll be back with you before you know it in the meantime remember there's ultimately only one way to financial peace and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.